0: Hi everyone, this is Rachel with the Therapy Sisters. This week we're doing two minisodes as we wrap up our series on self-care. A lot of times people know self-care or think of self-care as something we do to take better care of ourselves, which makes sense, that is what it is. But I've had many clients think it's something like taking a warm bath or going for a walk. And although those things can be covered under self-care, there's actually a lot more to self-care that we kind of want to talk about today. Karis and I talked a bit last week about reactive self-care and today I'm going to talk a little more in detail about how to recognize when you need reactive self-care. I think reactive self-care is often not discussed and it's often something we are aware that we need because we tend to plow through life. I know I do that sometimes, like life is busy and I'm managing work and kids and my and my household and all the places we have to be and so sometimes things can build up and it can really impact a person's mood. Oftentimes somebody lands in our office overwhelmed and just spent. And that's usually where we start. How is your self-care? What's going on? It's a good place to start at and to look at when we're starting to work on some tools to help somebody feel better. So when I talk about reactive self-care, I mean, how do we specifically implement self-care when we feel overwhelmed and dysregulated by something? So last week, we mentioned the window of tolerance. And so when we're regulated and everything feels just right, we're in the window of tolerance we feel connected we can feel our breath we are calm so for me I always equate that to something like when I'm you know in nature on a hike or when I'm by the water somewhere like Michigan or the ocean and I can feel the breeze on my face and the sand on my toes and I have not a worry in the world and I'm just noticing my body and noticing the world around me and I'm connected to both so that's a really good example of being in the window of tolerance when we're not in the window of tolerance we enter into hypervigilance or hypovigilance. And so I'd like to give you some examples of that. So maybe you can connect the dots for yourself. When we are in a hypo-arousal state, some examples of what are happening in the body are things like shutting down, disengaging from people. You might go blank or feel disconnected from yourself and others. It feels kind of flat, maybe a little depressive. An example of hypervigilance is irritability, intrusive thoughts. You might feel more on edge and just kind of, yeah, just kind of um just agitated. So, last week I mentioned that one of the most important things is paying attention to how our bodies feel, which involves paying attention to our body sensations. Different things can dysregulate us all the time. Some examples might be someone cuts you off in traffic and you notice anger in the front of your forehead, or maybe shaking in your hands. It might be something like you have a meeting and your boss is really condescending towards you and you notice you freeze or you have a lump in your throat because you just can't say what you want to say. Or maybe your partner is short with you and you notice sadness in your eyes sensations usually come up and they're they're always communicating with us we just have to learn to pay attention to them I definitely had to learn this as I, I never knew how to pay attention to sensations years ago most of us are not taught to pay attention to our body sensations so once you notice a situation and notice your sensation one of the first things I like to empower my clients to do is to place their hand over their heart and say something like it's okay you are safe research shows that placing your hand over your heart is very similar to the sensation of receiving a hug from someone who is safe for you. You can even add something like, that was a lot, or any form of communication that validates your experience. I think validating your lived experience is so important in calming your body down because everybody's lived experience is valid, and everybody deserves compassion and validation of that first. You know, If you think about talking with a friend who's struggling, if we don't listen and validate before we give suggestions or advice, doesn't go as well. They don't feel as connected and calm. And it's the same thing for us. Like If we listen and validate our lived experience first, that's always a good place to start to connect back to yourself. And then maybe later in the day, when you have a little more space, you can take time to process more. So you might choose to do a meditation on insight timer that walks through the feeling you're experiencing. You might journal how that situation made you feel. And going back to meditation, you might even do a meditation that is like a body scan to help you recognize sensations and what's connecting for you to gain more awareness about your sensations. Um, You might talk to a friend about your feelings um, to find some validation, or you might go to kickboxing class to work it out. (laughs) All of these things are helpful, and all these avenues are helpful, and it really is about figuring out what you need reactively because it might not always be the same. Sometimes I need to go, you know, like kick butt lifting some weights or kickboxing and sometimes I need to talk to a friend and sometimes I need to journal and meditate. And just depending on the situation and the depth of how I felt like it affected me, I've had to get curious with myself and figure out how to really meet the need in that space. And so I think I think really figuring out how to connect back with yourself is the goal, you know? And so I think one of the best ways you can do that is by noticing your sensations, just to recap. When a situation occurs, regulating yourself through taking a deep breath or placing your hand over your heart and saying something like, it's okay, you are safe, and that was a lot, or even I believe you, that was too much. It doesn't matter why, it just matters that it was because your body is telling you all you need to know. And then, you know, exploring with some ways to process that later in the day, whether that be a workout, journaling, talking with a friend who's healthy for you meditation, whatever you think will work best for you. So I would encourage you this week, if something comes up for you, just be curious about that and try to figure out some ways that might work for you. It doesn't have to be anything extreme. Any step is a good step towards helping yourself feel more connected to yourself. You deserve to take care of yourself and to validate your process and your own needs. Come back on Thursday as Karis walks us through a reactive self-care toolbox and gives some more information. We'll see you then.